morning's scripture reading comes from John 1, um, chapters 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, he, w- he was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. I gave Emma a tongue twister of a scripture to read this morning. And before we unravel it, um, I want to share with you why John wrote these words, why he wrote his gospel. Uh, Gospel means, in this case, a biography of Jesus. And he tells us why he wrote it later on in John, in chapter 20. And I just want to read that to you before we pray and before we begin to study these words. He says in uh, John chapter 20, Verse 31, but these, what he wrote in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life by his name. So John's hopes and my hope is that we would believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the chosen one, and that by believing we would have an experience of life real, true, abundant life. So for the next four weeks, we're just going to slowly take our time and work our way through John chapter 1 as we celebrate Advent. And um, my prayer is that our belief will deepen and thereby our experience of life will heighten along the way. So I want to pray that these two things would happen because this is miracle stuff. And then we'll just spend a little time in these verses together. Would you bow with me? Father, thank you for your word and the power that it holds. I ask that you would strengthen and deepen and enhance our belief in Jesus Christ this morning. And that in that belief, we would be able to live. That's my prayer for your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we do begin to unravel these verses I have to point out, I do this every year, but we need the reminder, uh, this is not Santa Claus belief. With Santa Claus, we have to stir up the Christmas spirit in order for him to exist and have the power to operate. You see that theme in a lot of songs and a lot of Christmas movies. You've got to believe, you've got to have the Christmas spirit, and then he can, he can do his job and he can come through for us. Uh, Elf comes to mind. Anybody seen Elf with Will Ferrell? Modern day Christmas classic. Elf. In that movie, he can't fly his sled because there's not enough Christmas spirit. He actually has a gauge on his sled. If people believe enough and stir up their belief, then the, the gauge tips to where it can actually fly. That's what powers it. That's not the way it is with Jesus. I just want to make sure that's clear. Uh, with Santa Claus... The strength of our belief enables his existence. With Jesus, the strength of his existence enables our belief. And our belief then enables us to live. Okay, so I'm not trying to stir up any any Christmas spirit or any Jesus spirit. I'm just telling you what's true about Jesus and asking you to believe. Okay? So, I want to reread just these first three verses of John. In the beginning was the Word... And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Now, when it comes to Jesus, there are two types of people. There are those who believe that he is God, and there are those who do not. And which category you fall into makes all the difference for your life and for your death and everything in between. Do you believe that Jesus is God or not? So, in this passage, we have three really clear indicators that Jesus is God. They're simple, they're not new, but it's helpful for us to be reminded. So, they're going to be under the headings of eternity, trinity, and creation. For any of you who like organized outlines, there you go. Eternity. The first words, in the beginning was the Word. We'll talk about why John calls him the Word later, uh, either next week or the Sunday after that. But for now, in the beginning was the Word. This is meant to take your minds back to Genesis 1-1. Does anybody remember the very first verse of the Bible? Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the Word means before the beginning of creation, before uh, the heavens or the earth existed, the Word, Jesus, already was. He was already there. Because he's eternal, like I explained to our children. This is a characteristic that is only attributed to God. So Jesus is eternal, therefore he is God. In uh, John chapter 8, there's this interesting interaction between Jesus and the Jews. You know, the really religious Jews did not like Jesus, and in part because he was always claiming to be God. So they're arguing, and he makes this statement. He says, before Abraham was, I am. Before this Jewish hero Abraham existed, Jesus is. That's quite a statement to make, and it enraged the Jews so much that they picked up rocks to kill him right then and there, because they understood he was claiming to be God. So this Christmas, I want to confront you with the question, do you believe that Jesus is God? And if so, do you live in light of that fact? So Jesus is eternal. The second thing I want to point out is the Trinity. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. How can the word, Jesus, be both with God and God at the same time? Well, this hints at our concept of the Trinity. That God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three yet one at the same time. If ever there was anything that will boggle your mind, it's the concept of the Trinity. I don't know if you've ever spent much time considering it, but it will wrap your mind into a pretzel and it won't let go. Here's the Trinity in six simple statements. Okay, you ready? The Father is God. The Son is God. The Holy Spirit is God. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not the Father. Got it? We good? Understand the Trinity now? There's a man named Tim Keller, uh, Some of you have read some of his books. I know uh, the Brocks have shared some of his books with their class. He's a real clear thinker. So I thought I would read to you his explanation of the Trinity. 
because he's smarter than I am. Tim Keller says this, the Christian teaching of the Trinity is mysterious and cognitively challenging. Do you feel cognitively challenged? The doctrine of the Trinity is that God is one God, eternally existent in three persons. That's not tritheism with three gods who work in harmony. And it's not unipersonalism, the notion that sometimes God uh, takes one form and sometimes he takes another, but these are simply different manifestations of one God. Kind of like I'm a father and a pastor and a husband, one man, three roles. These aren't just three roles. These are three distinct people, yet one God. Instead, Trinitarianism holds that there is one God in three persons who know and love one another. God is not more fundamentally one than he is three. And he is not more fundamentally three than he is one. Jesus is God because Jesus is among the Trinity. Now, we don't understand the Trinity, but that makes sense. You would expect God to be just a little bit out of our reach in terms of full, complete understanding. But Jesus is God because he's eternal and he's among the Trinity. Do you believe it? Do you live in light of it? Lastly, creation. Verse 3. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Now, why would he word it that way? Emma, why did he have to make it so hard? Where is he? All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Let's start with what's the plainest from this verse. Jesus was clearly intimately involved with creation. He's described here as the conduit of creation. Now, John says it in two different ways. He says, uh, all things were made through Jesus. And then he says, there was no made thing made without his involvement. Okay? So the category of made things... All of that falls under Jesus's creation involvement. There's nothing outside, nothing made that Jesus didn't have something to do with. Okay? That just shuts the door completely to any possibility of Jesus being a made thing. Do you see how John did that? I think he did it on purpose to make sure people knew Jesus had a lot to do with the creation of everything that was created. Therefore, Jesus is not created. And there are people who believe Jesus is created. And some of us have family members who hold to that because we have folks who are involved with the Jehovah's Witnesses. They believe that Jesus is a created being. What John makes very clear, he bends over backwards to make clear that no, Jesus is eternal, he is among the Trinity, and he created everything that was created. Okay? Now this is, um, maybe you're familiar with that, but it's pretty staggering to consider, especially in light of Christmas, the fact that he came and was born as a little baby. Okay, so if this is right, if this is true, Jesus made the heavens and the earth. Jesus made the light. Jesus made the sky, the oceans and the dry land, the vegetation, the sun and planets and stars. He made the fish and the birds. He made the animals. He made Adam and Eve. 
So what this means is, Joseph and Mary traveled on an animal that Jesus created across land that Jesus created to a stable made out of materials that Jesus created where Jesus would be born among animals that he created. Later, three wise men would navigate their way to Jesus using a star that Jesus created in the sky that Jesus created. Does that just blow your mind? That is your maker in that manger. Not just a sweet, cuddly little baby. So the Bible states that Jesus is eternal among the Trinity and the Creator. Jesus is God. What a rich, majestic, complex, wonderful thing we celebrate when we celebrate Christmas. As you celebrate this year, don't celebrate a merely sentimental story about a little baby in a manger. Celebrate Emmanuel. Celebrate God with us. Celebrate, as Philippians 2 says, Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Do you believe this? And do you live in light of it? Let's pray. Father, this is uh, what we celebrate at Christmas time, Advent, your coming in the form of Jesus Christ, a baby, is too lofty for us to understand. You are glorious. You are majestic and wonderful and unexpected and worthy of our worship. Lord, may we believe deeply in Jesus Christ. and May it affect every aspect of our lives. Thank you for Jesus Christ in whose name we pray. Amen.